We all get it. Postpartum and the years after having a baby is no walk in the park. But you know what? It isn't just about depression or anxiety either. Hey, my friend, I'm Miranda Bauer, homesteading mama with four wild kids, whose life passion and education is all about supporting mothers and providers and understanding the science, the art, and the sacredness of healing after birth. What we know as common sense in the postpartum years has many women feeling just plain awful. It's time to bring back the truth, get you the tools you need to heal, and thrive in motherhood and beyond. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the podcast. You are in for a very special treat. Recently, I had the privilege of interviewing seven incredible women, and I'm going to be sharing with you these interviews over the next several podcasts. And this was actually an interview series that we did when we had our nourishing postpartum retreat, which happened this last September and an effort to launch our brand new postpartum university. So you're seeing all of the transition happening on our podcast and on our Instagram and all of the things. And to bring that transition and just to really celebrate that, we had these incredible speakers join us for the Nourishing Postpartum Retreat. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and share with you this retreat interviewee and enjoy. Welcome to one of the last videos in the Nourishing Postpartum Retreat. I am thrilled and quite honestly in awe of this next video with Tammy Lynn Kent as our interviewee. Tammy is a women's health physical therapist. She's the founder of Holistic Pelvic Care for Women. She's the author of Wild Feminine, Wild Creative, Mothering from Your Center. If you have not read those books, I highly encourage you to do so. She is the potential of the female body. This is what she represents. And she's very passionate about cultivating that creative energy that is meant to run through all aspects of a woman's life. And so I am very honored to share this with you today. We're going to be diving deep into the root cause of this disconnect within the motherhood space, the forgotten work of energy and healing and how we can invite that back into our life. And then addressing the motherhood and the impact it has within the body and the generations before you. So as you're listening into this, the question that I really want to bring to the table is how are you bringing this empowering energy to your space and the work that you are doing? Can't wait to hear you in the postpartum circle Facebook group. Let's share the knowledge that we learned from this video and the videos in front of you, because that's how we learn. That's how we grow. That's how we connect deeply with each other. Can't wait to hear all the things. Tammy, it is such a pleasure to have you here sharing your wisdom with us today. You have been a creator and truly a visionary in all the things motherhood for, for quite some time now, many, many years. And many people who are listening in, like myself, we kind of feel like we know you a little bit, especially through your beautiful books. Can you kind of share with us, maybe for those of us who, who don't really know the story, what is it that brought your passion into this motherhood space? 
That's a good question. I think I just felt called to it. You know, there's something about having a child that really opens your womb and opens the potential of what is right. Or I think it can not to say that because we don't support mothers enough. I'm not saying everybody feels creatively inspired when they have children. It might be the opposite. They might feel the holes. Um, and I would say it was a little bit of both for me where I felt activated in a way that I had not been activated before. You know, I'd mostly felt stimulated mentally through learning and school, but to feel stimulated in my body and activated by that experience was really powerful. And my oldest son is 21. So that was quite a while ago. And then really, I think I felt motivated because I was already a women's health physical therapist. And I was surprised, even though I trained and had a practice in that field, how much I didn't know about pelvic health and healing, especially postpartum, I wasn't prepared for the changes in my body or the ways that I felt different and knew that I had tools that could be applied to that, but it wasn't really even taught. Even in the women's health specialty that I did as a physical therapist, it was not, postpartum care was not taught. It was mostly focused on urinary leakage much later in life. And so my clients, my youngest client ever, when I was working in the hospital setting was 44 and I had a baby and thought, and, and most of them were in their seventies. And I had a baby and thought this should be applied sooner, preventatively. We should be working holistically. Women should always have pelvic care postpartum. And that, you know, sort of galvanized me on a journey that really has never stopped. When I read your book, Wild Feminine, I actually had gotten it from the library. And I think I was like two chapters in and I was like, I have to stop because I have to buy this book because I have so many notes. Like I need to mark this book and, and like, completely. It's, I should have actually brought it to show you where I have, you know, <laughs> dog-eared all of the pages and, and everything. I have, and I, I have my own version with Oh, like, beautiful. I, I read for myself, but I also have read it aloud and, you know, my versions are also dog-eared. So as they should be. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's how we enjoy our books. But really, I mean, there's, there's this massive disconnect for mothers. The, the trauma, the mental and physical health decline, the push for more and more medications. Can we take a second to really address where this is coming from and why there is such a disconnect in our world? Well, I mean, it's the patriarchy. That's really where it starts. And I think I was a typical modern woman in that I was very progressive and aware. So I thought, and yet there were so many holes in my knowledge. And that was surprising to me. You know, I'd gone to school, I'd gone to graduate school. I was passionate about women and, you know, female things. And yet there was all this knowledge that I was lacking, even when I had studied the pelvic bowl. And, you know, there was just so much missing. And when I got into it, you know, if first it was curiosity, like, what is this power in our bodies? And you know, we're disconnected from it. So it was a lot of curiosity that got me investigating those questions. But the more I went deeper, I thought, oh, this is really part of the patriarchy where back in our lineages, you know, the feminine power was denigrated and it was denigrated in many ways. It would be too much to explain right now, but it caused a lot of fracture and separation from that power and from that knowledge in our bodies. And I think it was deliberate in that it was very powerful, you know, being centered in the womb potential is so powerful. It's a portal. It's not just for having children. It's really a knowledge space to bring things in. And so if you're going to disempower someone, you want to take, you know, those access points away. And so for women, those access points are in our bodies, in our centers. We are the ones that bring life in. We are the creators. We are the weavers of the universe. And if we don't understand our own power, you know, that's really a problem because we need 
it to heal our world and we need it to help us as mothers and help us as beings and help ourselves as creators. But that early fracture, I think is where it came from. So that early fracture that's back in all of our lineages, you know, that separated us from our body knowledge, our earth rhythms, our true kind of center has roots that go into every, you know, how we do healthcare, how we do birth, how we do our school systems. And so as a result, I think women and children suffer a lot from that separation. And not just the female suffering from this, right? This is, this is a whole disconnect for an entire world when we're living in this one-sided kind of, uh, of sphere of this patriarchy, right? I mean, everyone suffers as yeah, a result of that. not a gender. So it's not male, female. It, it's just because, so patriarchy is a denigration of the feminine and all beings have a feminine part of them. And I have three sons. So I've seen that firsthand that when that is taken or denigrated, which it is still denigrated in many subtle and obvious ways, then everyone suffers. Yeah. It doesn't matter what gender you are. There's a suffering. And, and I think, you know, really there's a call to repair now that we're answering, but it's deep and wide and it requires tools, which is why I started writing, you know, why I wrote Wild Feminine. Then I wrote Mothering from Your Center, which is all about the experience of birth, but not just birth. It's about healing birth trauma. And, you know, I have a few passions um, in that book that are things that I think aren't met, you know, the care of the female body postpartum, dealing with um, birth loss, miscarriage and birth trauma, all of those things. And also mothering the mother, you know, all those pieces. And then I wrote a book, Wild Creative, that's all about how do we make our lives from this place, from this more whole feminine place? What does it look like? How would our outer world and our outer lives look if we were weaving that energy in? So, you know, there's a lot to be done, but hopefully there's tools too. Yeah. And I'm so glad that you brought that up because that's what we're here to do is to share these tools with the world and to provide this knowledge where this, you know, it's almost been taken away. So what, what are some of your favorite tools for healing this, you know, mother wound? Hmm. There's so many, but I think, you know, one of the things I explained to mothers is that the way we're mothering now, like let's say in present time, those of us are that are in the mother journey that have either young children or young adults that we're mothering, we are effectively trying to be a tribe by ourselves. And so all the baby wearing and the nursing and the co-sleeping and the, you know, so having a lot of compassion for that effort and really understanding the level of what you're trying to do so that you can be compassionate with yourself and actually take care of yourself because we're in a pretty depletive model overall. And patriarchal systems tend to be depletive and meaning there's no cyclical movement. There's no rhythmical movement. There's no reciprocity back in. It's just go, 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 take, take, take. So we have to be aware of where those patterns are playing out in our lives. And so as mothers, when you try to be a tribe for your child, it's not going to work really. So it's okay to try and fill in the holes, but really I think if mothers can honor themselves and honor the level of what they're doing and make sure that they're taking care of themselves and doing things that put the energy back in, that that's really an important place to start so that you live a little bit more rhythmically. So like what that looked like to me is even though I have a robust practice and I love what I do, I put in stoppers, I put in breaks in regular ways because I'm still in the process of mothering three children. I have things that I need for my own growth and my spiritual well-being. And so there are ways I could lay myself down on the ground and give 
to the level that isn't helpful for me. But I know that my care as a being is, needs to be involved in that process for it to be sustainable. And it also is, you know, I try to live somewhat rhythmically in that I do more of my teaching and things like that in the spring and the fall. And I cocoon a little bit more in the winter and the summer. And I block out a lot of time to just be with my family. And, you know, mothering is not a part-time job and we act like it is, and it really isn't. So if mothers honor and acknowledge the full level of what they're doing and put self-care in as part of that, that's probably the most important thing I would say for mothers. I appreciate that so much. And one thing that I consistently say to those that I work with and in my own certification program is that when you yourself address your own needs, you simultaneously meet the needs of your children and your family. Mm-hmm. But without that core space, without operating from that core space, what we have is that disconnect. We have that dysregulation. We have that depletion. And all of those pieces, when we address our own needs first, don't really exist to that extent. And so I, I appreciate you you mentioning that and talking about that because it's one of those things that, you know, we live in a culture that doesn't, you know, teach that or doesn't appreciate that. You know, you have to be all the things all at once simultaneously and, and not really for yourself. Are you a professional in the field of birth and postpartum? I am so glad that you are here. If you love what you're hearing, know that we have an in-depth introductory training on holistic postpartum nutrition. Go to mirandabauer.com slash training. We'll see you there. We live in a depletive model, you know, and patriarchy, every patriarchal system is depletive and it's a linear path rather than the cyclical. And so trying to see where you embody that yourself is really important And it's important also just to have that level of like, the culture isn't going to take care of you as a mother. They're going to keep asking for more and they're going to blame you for things. And it's not that we don't maybe, you know, like there's things I wanted to grow as a mother and do better in certain ways and change lineage and things like that. So, you know, having desires and shifting patterns is beautiful, but the mother has to be at the center of that. And so, and you model that for your children. Like, like one simple thing that I talk about in my books is I had a tea, I would have tea every day and it was just a very simple practice where I make myself a cup of tea. And this started because when I had little children, I would make a cup of tea and then I would keep tending everyone. And I would come to a cold cup of tea every day. And I started realizing that I was that cup of tea, you know, like my needs were way in the background and it was an exhaustive, endless giving And part of that is because there's no tribe, you know, it was really mostly a nuclear family in a house and by all means try to create a tribe, but it's still, it's just a very hard thing to do in in the realities of our culture or Western culture. So I started making a cup of tea, sitting down and having that tea. And in that practice, I would take in the water. I would take in the beauty of the moment. I would look out the window and I would really try to embody the beauty of the moment and kind of take some energy back in. And I would say to my children, because they would be asking for things, you know, mom is having her cup of tea right now and you can sit with me, but I'm not going to do anything for you. I'm going to just be with myself and just simple little things like that really help reframe for children to that sort of notion of reciprocity and that we need to mother the mother and that there's 
a pause is a valuable thing. That is a thing, you know, that's a good thing to put on your list actually is to take that time. And, and, and really the bottom line is it's energy. So no system works with continual output. You can't have energy out, out, out and have it do anything but be depleted. So there has to be this flow in and out. And we have to understand the energetics of mothering. That's yes, absolutely. Hands down. And I don't feel like I have anything to add to that because you said it so beautifully. I do want to share a little bit more. Well, ask you to share a little bit more. You are incredibly passionate about birth experiences, especially difficult birth. And many who are listening in have built their entire business and life around wanting to change the birth and postpartum world because of their own negative story, or they're listening in wanting to heal because of that. What can we do to really shift ourselves? And I know you you shared a little bit about the energetics of this and stepping back and giving ourselves this this time to replete, what else can we do? How can we even prevent this from occurring in the first place? And I know that's quite a bit of of questions to throw at you and we can go in a multitude of directions, but maybe you can just share a little bit. Yeah, I guess I would say, okay, for one thing that's sort of coming up as you're talking is I think part of the issue, (laughs) there's two different levels, right? Like we want to create better space for women to give birth in where their rights are honored and they're listened to, and they have the best chance of having a birth that feels good to them because they're held in the right ways and things like that. Okay. So there's a structure and change that, you know, people are working on to try to change the structure to have better experiences. So that's all beautiful. The other thing happens though, because I think our expectations get set up in our minds of what birth is going to look like or what mothering is going to look like. And birth is a really powerful experience and there's many levels to it. And it can be like, sometimes baby's position isn't optimal. There is a website called Spinning Babies. It's a good one to kind of help women look at while they're pregnant to try to keep babies in an optimal position. I always say that though, carefully, because that site can be overwhelming, but my second baby was posterior and it was because I was sitting back a lot in the summer because it felt good. And I didn't really know that much about baby mechanics because my first baby was in an optimal position and the birth was much easier. So that sort of knowledge, that shared knowledge of like, Hey, by the way, in the last couple months of pregnancy, you probably don't want to sit back on the couch with your feet up. You know, that is, that can put a baby in a posterior position. That kind of knowledge can be preventative at the same time when we have these expectations that are more head-based, you know, like this is the kind of birth I want. And even it can be pressure and expectation of what kind of mother I'm going to be. And I work on the other side of that where mothers had expectations that weren't met. The birth didn't feel good to them, even felt traumatic. And they felt like a failure in some way. And from the get-go, especially if it's their first child, think they did something wrong. And now that has set up this negative situation with their child and, you know, that maybe they missed out on something. And so those kind of places we might go mentally aren't super helpful. And I think understanding that birth is powerful and the baby also has a participation in that. Sometimes their cord is in not a great position. They might not want to come down. Maybe they need to be born cesarean. So having some, it's not quite humility, but understanding the power of what mothering is, you know, it just, it, it will take you to places you'll never expect. And then I have a lot of passion around healing the energetics of birth trauma. And I just, I think, you know, I I have this book here that is to share, I, you know, pick this up. If anybody wants to know more about birth trauma or had a traumatic birth experience, there's some healing medicine in here because I felt like the birth books that were out there 
mostly wrote about beautiful birth experiences. And you would read about them and go, wow, that's what I want. But then if you didn't get that, it's like, well, where are the stories of the difficulty? And that was what I wanted to write about the challenges because I wanted to write about the healing because no matter what experience you go through, and this is part of my pelvic bowl medicine because I work a lot with abuse and trauma, right? The beauty of the bowl is still intact and you can access that beauty, but sometimes you feel fractured from it. So it's about reclaiming that medicine. The same is with birth. No matter what kind of birth event, either you being born or you birthing, no matter how bumpy that ride was, that birth medicine is still there for you in the birth field, but sometimes it feels cut off or inaccessed. And so I started working with the body and repairing that. So there are stories in here. There are some energy meditations to reframe. It's not even really reframe. It's realign the birth field so you can actually access the medicine that is present in every child's birth experience. Okay. So there's um, a couple of things. There's actual energy meditations that you can do, or if you're a practitioner, you can do with someone and they're very clearly written so you can access them. And then there are stories because I always think stories are powerful. So when I was writing this book, I should put it up here a little bit more so you can see it, Mothering from Your Center, aka Wild Mothering, which is, is actually the other title. A few women were coming to me while I was writing this book who had difficult birth experiences. And so we did the energy work and I said, will you write your experience so other women can read it? So my book at the back is an appendix with birth stories that did not go as planned and women with babies at different ages. So some were older, some were younger, you know, different experiences. And I said, can you write your birth, a little bit about your birth experience, the energy work that we did, and then what happened for you? Because when we read that, then we understand the capacity of like the energy that is there in that birth. So that is in there. And there's also a really powerful story in the center called healing birth across three generations. It was a friend of mine whose 29 year old was getting ready to have birth, to go to get pregnant. And they had a very traumatic birth experience 29 years ago and it triggered my friend. And so we did a healing repair just with my friend and I in a little meditation and the healing went through to her daughter who conceived that night and then gave birth nine months later and used that healing repair in her birth. So the birth of the grandchild of my friend, and that is written in here. And it's really powerful to understand the power uh, or to understand the potential that's in the medicine of the birth field always. And it might just feel like you can't quite access it, but with some tools you can. So yeah, that was a lot. That, that is. And that's exactly what I was looking for. So thank you so much because, you know, one thing that we, we always share and what has come up repeatedly in the summit is that, you know, our bodies are meant to heal. It has this energy within it. And it's just our ability to access that, that require some tools and some support systems and, um, just, just an understanding oftentimes that it even exists within us, but that is our normal. Our normal is this powerful space. Our normal is this, you know, all encompassing creative, you know, knowledge space that exists within our body. It's meant to heal. It's meant to thrive. We're not meant to be sick and depleted and malnourished and, you know, exhausted and in all of these spaces that are so patriarchal based, right? So moving forward with all of that is really key and, and, and just that understanding in itself. So thank you for that. Yeah. It's like the medicine is there. You just need to know how to access it. And that's the lost art of the feminine wisdom. You know, it was the herbs, the mothers and the grandmothers, they were the healers. So all of us have this capacity to access medicine, but we may have lost it a little bit in the last few generations. So it's a reclamation of that. And I, you know, just wish that for more women. So they feel that in their bodies and their lives. 
What is one thing that you wish every birth and postpartum professional knew? I think just the sacredness of the female body, uh, regardless of the birth outcome. So I think there's still this sort of, whether people know it or not, there's kind of an expectation of I am sacred if rather than I am sacred. And, you know, there's a sacredness in the fertility journey. There's a sacredness in birth loss and miscarriage. There's a sacredness in reclaiming pelvic bowl from abuse. There's a sacredness in all kinds of birth experiences. There's a sacredness in the mother wound and healing that, you know, and so it's not, it's not a state to strive for. It's like already there. Yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you. Where can we find you on social media, your websites? Where can we get your books? I am not super active on social media. (laughs) But my website is wildfeminine.com. And I am really passionate about the books that I've written, you know, the, because I love the magic of books. And so what they're actually, I have all three of them here because they're like my babies too. So, you know, these are medicine. So wild feminine is like its own Oracle, you can just open it and it'll tell you things. It's a pretty powerful book and it's all about the pelvic bowl medicine. Wild Creative is about how to you harness the energy in your life. And I've used this in 20 years of being a mother and a creative being and just, you know, personal growth and all those things. And this mothering book, which is really a love letter to mothers about how much we do and how much we deserve and how to how to access more medicine. So those books, and they're becoming audiobooks one at a time. Because I know women are more and more moving instead of sitting. And so you can hear and listen. And I, you know, just wish for um, women to know the power that they have and to access it. And so this was my effort at giving that back to women. And I've had the privilege of reading all three of your books. They have been such a transformative experience for myself. So I highly recommend that if you are listening into this and you do not know Tammy's books, you absolutely want to get in touch with those. Tammy, again, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you and your knowledge and your wisdom. And I'm just so grateful for you sharing all this. Well, thank you. I guess I should say one other thing while you're saying this too, is just that the other thing I do is I train professionals to work on the pelvic bowl because I knew there's not enough of just me working on women and the more that our pelvic bowls are cared for. So if anybody's passionate in that, that type of work, you know, what I do is an energetic physical balancing. So I certainly do those sessions for women, but my passion is really in teaching providers so that we have more care and more access to care as women because we deserve it. And I'm so glad that you said that. I actually, you know, years ago, I have four children myself and I was looking for a pelvic floor physical therapist. And I remember calling up these offices saying, do you know Tammy Lynn Kent? Have you read her book? And if they said, yes, I follow her practices. And I knew that that was the one for me. And so I just want to share that too, because it was such a transformative experience and such an important part of the motherhood journey and healing overall. So thank you for that. Thank you so much for holding space for mothers. I really appreciate that you're looking out for them and sharing tools so that they can be cared for. We need all the tools. Thanks for tuning in and taking the time to learn about how to support your body in deep healing. We don't do this work just for us or for you. Your healing impacts your children, your relationships, and your community. We do this work because the health and vibrancy of our world begins with its mothers. I hope you have taken some valuable information today. 
and applied it to your own life. If you aren't sure where to begin, reach out about working together one-on-one or at minimum learning about my postpartum nutrition plan, which is where I start every single one of my clients. And you can do that by going to mirandabauer.com. Hope you enjoy this episode. Let us know by leaving a review and we will see you next time.